Welcome everyone. Welcome to oh, Review It Yourself. Sarah's back. Hello, I'm back. And we've got a really, really positive discussion for you today. Really picking me up film. Uh, mm-hmm. Warning. This podcast contains discussion about dog deaths. So I just just throw that in there. But it's lighthearted. So it's lighthearted, yeah. Well, um, feel good. Lighthearted. Yes. Well, for not very long. Really? No. <laughs> I was I, genuinely there was a moment. <laughs> genuinely there was a moment there where I thought, my God, I don't know Sarah at all. This this really cheers her up. I was having a really like, bad day. And I watched this and it just gave me a little spring in my step. Oh, absolutely. Oh, this film. Um so uh welcome everybody. I'm Sean, your host. Because for some reason somebody said to me the other day, don't introduce yourself. And I was like, well, do I need to? And then most podcasts I've listened to ever since, they all introduce themselves. But, you know, I just, whenever I say host or stuff, I always think of like, so my mum says, it's like hostess with the mostess. It's not, it's, not <laughs> a nick, it's not a nickname for me or anything, but, uh, you know, when you just think, yeah. like, I don't know how quite how to do it because it just sounds a bit like, hi, everybody, hi, anybody. Yeah, it makes um, me think game show host. Um, you can I, have game show elements. like. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I suppose so. Well. Bonus round. Two dogs die in this. No. Actually, <laughs> there is there is a multiple dog death scene, but we'll get there. We'll get there. If you haven't, Jesus Christ, that's dark. If you haven't worked out what film we're talking about, uh, we are talking about the. Well, it's not really a classic. Um, Will Smith's uh, iconic, I Am Legend, two thousand seven. Do you remember the hype for this film? Because I do. Huge. I do. This film was everywhere. Like it, it when this came out, there was just a lot of like similar kinds of films, as I remember. Like I haven't looked at the two thousand and seven roster, but it kind of, um, it kind of sort of melded with a lot of other ones in my mind. Yeah, twenty eight weeks like, later, twenty eight weeks later, it was out the same year as well. Just a lot of oh, like right. disaster, end of the end of the world movies. It was a real thing for end of the world movies in like the mid two thousands. <laughs> Yeah, the, the last hurrah before, you know, all the Marvel stuff started. Never mind. Like, oh, imagine if the world started ending. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe it's not as funny now. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, I suppose we are talking about this in a post-pandemic, well, more post-modern pandemic world. Does that even make yeah. sense? I don't know. Um, yeah, so might as well tell you right now, but both me and Sarah are feeling a little bit under the weather. Which for any Americans listening, which I know is my majority audience by about 60%, welcome. There's going to be a few insults thrown your way, but it's all good natured. Um, under the weather just means we're both a bit ill. Yeah. Um, a bit poorly. Yeah. A bit, uh, a bit peaky. Yeah, yeah, a little peaky. Yeah, there's another one. Um, so, yeah, just in case we sound a little bit like, well, not our usual massively enthusiastic selves, you know why. Probably won't sound any different my way, except a bit more <laughs> hoarse, but there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember this film just, I remember it being like massive. I remember seeing it at the cinema and having such high hopes for it. And I think it's very much like it's a cliche to say, it, but this is very much a film of two halves. I think the first half, the, oh, sorry, I think the first hour, because it's surprisingly short as well. It is, yeah. Like it's an hour and a half, like done. And I was like, oh, wow. The first hour is outstanding, a really, really good slow burn creepy the music still stands up music is beautiful and 
the second half of it, mm, not so good. Becomes a bit like a video game. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, agree with that. And a lot of this, I mean, the CGI, I remember watching the CGI, particularly for the monsters are, I should say, the victims of the Crippen virus, are uh, really, really like, they were, they were a bit ropey then. And they are, they just infinitely got worse. Um, I mean, right from the off, the film starts and actually quite like the way the, I've always really enjoyed the way this film starts with the, the credits roll and you hear the fantastic, um, forgotten her name, I always forget her name. Oh, Emma Thomas, of course, uh, who plays Dr. Alice Crippen, I think it is, who basically, um, she's cured cancer. Um, they've, they've taken the measles virus, changed it to essentially cure cancer. And then it like flashes forward three years, I think it is, or whatever it is. Three years, um, yeah. And it's 2012, from what I remember. And um, New York's essentially empty, barring one guy in his car with his dog. That's Will Smith. Um, and yet, yeah, hunting some deer. Now, CGI deer, not great. They have that kind of blurry effect on them, which is looks a bit video gamey. I mean, I, I do understand, yes. though, that. You can't have animals do that. I, I do understand. Um, and then I think, but then the CGI, when the camera's a lot slower, it looks a lot better. So like the bit with the lions, where the lions appear, the lionesses appear. I don't know if that's transferred. So like when they transfer real footage into a different background, it might be, I'm not sure, but that CGI is a lot better. But yeah, when the camera's not, like flying all over the place, not great, it's is it? It's not egregious. Like it's not terrible. Um, Good word. <laughs> I love egregious. But like I said, it is very video gamey. Like it does it gets the point across and it's not so bad that it can like distract you from what it is trying to do. But like I said, it is very video gamey and like I said, when the film kind of changes a little bit and like the the real action kind of starts, it does feel a lot more video gamey than um I'm sure you'll talk about it a little bit more, but like that's what I got. Well, it just kind yeah. of, yeah, like it's some well, it's, of what it... I. Sorry, get gone. I was gonna say some of what I really liked in the beginning of just how quiet it is and how much it focuses on just his life and all the little ways he's tried to keep normality when you know things falling apart. You kind of lose that when it when it starts to get very video gamey and it just. I, I think I think they made a mistake. I think now apologies, America, but I hope you understand what I mean by this. It the first hour of this film feels like, and I remember thinking at the time when I when I saw it originally, the first half of this film feels like an American remake of 28 Days Later in the mm -hmm. best possible way. Yeah. Like that's how it feels, that kind of feeling of I don't know in 28 Days Later, there's a couple of them, but it feels very much like you're on your own. Um you know, like that castaway type thing. You're on your own, and Will Smith carries the film for the first hour, and it's interesting to look at his life because I love like the whole doomsday prepper thing. See how he runs his life, you know, yeah. how you know the loneliness, and because we'll get into that because there's some really good things, some little things you see in here that, oh, it's so good, and then it feels like about an hour in, somebody went, oh my god, well, no, <coughs> no, somebody went, oh, this is American, we we need action. Like, mm. we need this big finale. We need the battle. We need explosions. We need, like, we, we, we just need to American it up. We need to American it up. Agreed. And it's like, no, no, you really didn't. Like, I'm not saying you didn't have to build some kind of climax, 
but what you needed to do, do it a different way. And I think the way they did it was like, oh, did you, did you really have to do it like this? Um, so it's it's always one of those films for me that I watch a good hour of it and I'm like, I could turn it off now. Yeah. Because I've seen what I enjoy in the film and I don't really want to see much more. Because I love, you know, the whole, he's got his life, he's very regimented like a soldier would be. Uh, oh, a bit of trivia for the for the start bit where we see the Times Square. Uh, you see a poster of a Batman versus Superman. And all I'll say, because I'll go into a bit of a whinge, is what a letdown that was. Um, Martha. Uh, no, just no. Um, I enjoyed the whole thing Will Smith's got going on, Dr. Uh, Dr. Robert Neville. Um, very regimented like a soldier would be. I love the setup of it in terms of the crippling virus and that whole idea. Feels so much more grounded than what we've got. Mm-hmm. Because it's essentially it's a zombie film, but not a zombie film. I love the fact he's watching the old news reports. He goes to a DVD store, kind of ages it a bit, but I love a good DVD shop. Um, and he's got, you know, he's moved like shop window dummies or mannequins around and he's called them names and he talks to them when he goes and he's working his way through all these films and and his alarms beeping and he, he like sets his watch for sunset because these dark seekers. Well, we don't really know what happens at first. We don't really understand what's gone on. We just know a lot of people have died. Um, he's obviously got PTSD. He's becoming detached, like when his alarms beep and when he's washing a dog. Um, and I just, I love the scene of him where he's like he sleeps in the bathtub with his dog, and he's gone like because he doesn't mm-hmm. you know and yeah I mean I love the setup of the flashback. I love the way they do that where they they don't tell you immediately where his family are because you see a flashback and he's with his family. I didn't know the kid was actually his um, to be honest at Will Smith's. Um, and it, like, has it gone airborne and they're rushing to get out of New York? And I like the way that plays out across, I think it's three separate, um, three separate like iterations of, of like yeah. in bits. So I like how that goes. And but it's uh, very staring, my, which I really liked. It's, um, yeah, I said, little you get a little chunk here and there, and then like 28, 28 days later, like most of it you kind of have to put together by little background details or just little things that you pick up organically as he's kind of going through his life, so all these posters. And um, I, I had like a very vague recollection of this film, so I couldn't remember exactly how the whole like apocalypse side of it went down. But like, so you can see from how the, um, how the city is from when we see it three years in the future, just like, okay, well, there's a lot of cars around. So clearly there was a very quick, sudden like you can tell that they were you know trapped in place you can tell the island was quarantined because of how it's laid out and what's there and what isn't there and that you can tell there wasn't like a slow exodus of people out of the city it was a sudden boom overnight thing and you can get all of that just by like the really clever design of the city and how they make him move through the city in a way that's not super contrived and he's not putting himself in danger like it's all really clever organic storytelling and like I said when they give you flashbacks they're just little little peaks and it's really good and then like I said it feels kind of like a lot of that is not undone but like jettisoned it's jettisoned yeah it's it's not as clever it's not as intentional it's not as subtle with how it does things like once you see the the infected 
like full on and they start really attacking. But I think this film would have been better. I'll ask you a question. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'll ask you a question. Um, Because I know what my answer is, B. Do you think this film would have been better if they hadn't have shown? And I know he experiments and he's trying to find a cure. So I don't mean in those scenes because that would have made sense. I think this would have been a much better film if you didn't see the dark sea because i think they're called if you didn't see the monsters at all oh yeah i, th- like, I think it would have just been miles better if they, if you just didn't see them yeah and then you well, could like, have even had the element in there of like bit. is this is this him psychologically is are there these mass amount of people out there like what's going on and anyway sorry, yeah. yeah no i agree because like um the bit where the film starts to lose me, I think, is actually a really is a really good bit. Is when um you know he first kind of gets forced to go inside the really dark building because his dogs run in there, and um you see for the first time a bunch of infected, but they've got like they've got their backs to him, and you get the impression they don't have particularly good sight or anything. They're kind of like bats. So he's trying not to like make too much noise. And like at that point, it's kind of like, all right, well, they seem human, but you're not entirely sure what exactly you're dealing with. Like it might, they seem to kind of, when he describes it as like a, a, a nest or something, like they seem more animalistic as if they kind of turned into something different and you're not quite sure yeah. the rules of what they're capable of and what they're not capable of. I like that. I like the little glimpse. And then, like I said, when he takes one to do this experiment on, uh, that's creepier when you're not sure what they're capable of. And that's all I always say that's the case, like with any, with any like horror element, because they are like a, they're a horror baddie, really. It's scarier when you don't know what they can do, what you, if you're not sure. Cause like we know that. It set it up as like they obviously don't go out at sunlight for various reasons, but you're not sure if it's a they don't want to or they can't. Mm. But then when it starts to really like draw out the lines of this is what they can and can't do, less creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's that's the other thing as well. Like, because there's parts of it where when you really start to break it down, it doesn't make sense. So it's like they say things like, oh, um, like don't let them follow me home and it's like well you live miles away from the city so there's no way even with undergrounds and stuff and buildings there's no way those creatures could follow you all the way to your house unless there's one of them going around going i love sorry but um we we live in the apartment over there where the dark seekers from over there do you just see a car (laughs) go past where did it go can you point me in the right direction and it's like i don't know why the bats are northern but you know and you just think right what a it just it, it falls down a bit and it's again it's like that sometimes the mystique is better than actually mm-hmm. telling us like because i think if it had stuck more closer to the book i've never read the book um i think it probably would have been better um and yeah i mean the flashbacks i think are probably some of the strongest parts you know that um his daughter as i said marley is played by willow smith his actual daughter who i believe started the karate kid remake but i never saw it um and he's very much saying to his wife, like, I'm not going to let this happen. And she's like, Jesus, Robert, did it jump? Did it, did, like, did it go airborne? Yeah. Um, and you get a pretty good jump scare where it hits the window. The president on the radio, played by Pat Fraley, who's voiced lots of cartoon characters in lots of like, animated films, and this was his live-action debut. Yeah, makes a decent president over the old radio. Um, and then, obviously, that, that 
flashback ends and you get he's running trials with rats and then humans and like you said i like the way that he scavenges apartments and you get to see the way where certain buildings have been quarantined and it's a very interesting way of looking um i know some i don't know what they're called um people who look at kind of urban decay have said that the look of the film the look of it is a little bit exaggerated for only a couple of years i'm not bothered i think it looks cool i think i think if you'd have had any less people yeah. would have been like well it would look worse even though in reality it probably wouldn't i think if you'd have had any less people would then have been like well it wouldn't that's not realistic so like people's yeah. expectations are like more than the reality would be a, a bit like what they did with cloverfield again set in new york where they blew up the statue of liberty and the head flies into the city they had to digitally enhance the size of the head because yeah. they filmed it with the real sized head and then when they showed the audience the audience were like the head's too small yeah and then they were like no, no 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 the, the, the head is that size <laughs> but people were like no no like the expect that's it the expectation versus that's reality is all i'm trying to yeah. say yeah. No, I agree, because like said, because how it's set up, it it clearly was, it was the kind of thing where they're like, okay, maybe we can get it under control, and then very quickly, it turns from something that's only transmissible by like contact to, it's in the air, it's basically it's out there. By the time they've realised it's airborne, it's all over. Um, so realistically, like you said, there wouldn't have been that much damage because everyone would have it all would have been done everyone would have been dead basically straight away but yeah, like i said it yeah. would need as a, an apocalyptic thing you wouldn't get all of this information from the environment if it were truly 100 percent factual it would just be you know empty but like, like i said i know you talked about 28 days later earlier but like 28 days later again is a similar situation where in reality with a virus that is that fast acting and sweeps through like a dense population it would be pretty much over before it started but like having having all the like posters and having all that stuff in the background to show like the population kind of dealing with it even if that's not 100% realistic mm makes it feel more realistic it comes across better than just having a totally depopulated place you know like you it's yeah. it's an artistic thing <laughs> i said it's yeah it's expectation yeah. and it is a fantasy at the end of the world at the end of the day i know? agree I'd, oh we should do 28 days later i reviewed oh. it ages ago years ago like solo but we should do that film again because that's one of I my think, favorite films <laughs> yeah the argument with that film is that that it started out in the countryside that like that building at the beginning like the animal testing place is like out in the yeah. country somewhere. So the argument would be that it took a while for the virus to get to wherever it got to. Speaking of yeah. like virus type things, have you seen In the Flesh? No. Have you not? Oh my God, set right. So if you've got BBC iPlayer, um, it's called In the Flesh. Okay. And it's, a zo- it's a zombie. Well, it's, it's a drama. There was only two series of it. The third one never got made because the... Um, BBC Three was ending as a terrestrial channel, so it was made uh-huh. then. The, fir- the first episode, the first two series, of that is one of the best zombie dramas I've ever seen. It's set after an apocalypse where post, or what they called, um, partially deceased syndrome sufferers. So there's been an outbreak, and it, no, it sounds funny, but there's been an outbreak, and then somehow they did develop this sertraline. Is it what's it called? Something like that. This stuff that if they if you inject it at like the brain, the the back of a zombie. It, it turns it, it like 
turns them back to normal, but they're still dead and still got weird eyes. And anyway, and it's about trying to reintegrate them into society in a really small northern yeah. town. It's amazing. It's absolutely, <laughs> um, honestly, it's amazing. But yeah, anyway, watch that one. We can we can do that one as well. But that that yeah. Anyway, because so, I was going to make a point about that. But anyway, so um, yeah, that's a cracker. Um, but again, just going back to I Am Legend, trying to keep this on track for once. Um, I again with those really quiet moments, a, a little bit like Twenty Days Later when he finds his mom and dad in bed, and you know, with love we left you sleeping. Please don't wake up, or whatever it says on the uh, the card. Um, and that scene, this film has moments where it's like, oh, you do not see this very often, especially in like big Hollywood type films, like that scene where he's scavenging the apartment or flat, uh, but it's a Microsoft apartment. Um, oh god, it's happening! The conversion mm. and uh, <laughs> uh, for like Cyberman's victim, and um, the I've been watching lots of Doctor Who. Just ignore me. Um, the uh, and he's going out. He's going to go out of the apartment, and then he sees like a. A sticker on the wall, uh, sorry, like a, a sticker on the door. Sorry, no, a note on the door. Jesus, um, and it says like, oh, I don't know, love you or something. Um, what does it say? It says something like, like, it's like don't, don't open until, until yeah, yeah, that's it, that's the one. Um, and he opens the door because, of course, you would, and it's a baby's nursery room, um, with like the cot. I don't know why Americans call them cribs, but a cot or a crib or whatever you want to call it, and the music like this like really melancholic music by james newton howard who did the dark knight and he's done all sorts of films he's a marvelous composer and those quiet moments in the film are what makes the film stand out mm-hmm. and especially in that first half of it and you th- you see like how good the film like overall it's, it's just let down a bit by the the kind of massive change in tone it and does, like the jet, the jettisoning of all that kind of tension and build up, and it, it really is a slow burn for an hour. I and know, it, it's, if it, it's a shame because like it does so much cool stuff to like, like you know how much time he spends just going through different houses for supplies and stuff, and yeah, you see like all the different ways people are living before this, and you know you can see a little remnant of what they did to try and like weather it when they were being quarantined so clearly a lot of these people were in a quarantine situation for a bit before they all inevitably died and there's just water everywhere food you can tell it's already been picked through by other people half the time and like that was so interesting and then all the stuff he's trying to do just to keep fucking sane because he's been on his own for three years and then all of that sort of humanizing stuff that he's trying to do and all the effort it makes it puts in to make the world feel like a place that humans used to exist in and then like i said it's like a it, like you're saying just big tonal shift and it feels like yeah. all of that's gone and then there's like i know it's like, just like religious... why, why, have you, why have you done it i don't yeah, see know. i didn't mind if, i didn't mind that as we'll come on to that when we talk about the ending a bit more but it's not awful. Up. It's not no. awful. I'm not going to say I hated it and it ruined it, but it did feel like a little bit like they kind of wasted the build up a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think when people when people come into it as well, when other people appear, it like it loses that it it should have been like Castaway, yeah. in my opinion. It should have been okay. This is this is my idea for whatever it's worth. 
when his dog gets killed, he does the same thing. He goes out there to try and essentially commit suicide by the infected. Because he can't be infected by them, he needs to be essentially ripped apart by them. All right, fine. So he goes out to do that. I don't know. He somehow survives. I don't know, maybe he falls in the river or he hides somewhere or whatever. He then manages to get back to his house injured and then it recuperates a bit. And then the rest of the film are more about where he's getting more desperate to find more people. He's like, maybe he changes his message. Maybe he, I don't know, maybe maybe he's, he ups his experiments. I don't know. But it keeps with that. And then you're starting to wonder, like he starts to question what the point in all this is and how, is there anybody else out there alive? Like, is there really any point? Like, who am I going to save at this point? And then, and then I don't know. The the last scene is, you know, we get a glimpse of, I don't know, a car in the distance or something that would make, oh my God, are there more people? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, just, just keep it more low key. But again, I think that temptation, maybe it was the, I don't know. But that temptation to be like, no, no, we need this to like escalate. And it's like, you really didn't. Like, you've like cheapened it. Like, because I, th- I love the first hour of this. I love most of the film, but it's just the last half an hour of it. And it is just half hour, yeah. Because yeah, I said, like the, the film's so short. So I know, like, yeah, I know. I thought it was good two hours, mate. I was really surprised. Yeah, so much in it. It's the last half hour, like last third. But like, there's so many cool little snippets of just like all of these questions about his sanity. You know, how much is he losing his grip on what's going on? in the world you know because he's clearly got ptsd and his alarms go off and he gets like he kind of goes into his head for a bit yeah detaches a bit and his dog helps to bring him out and then he's got all these kind of relationships he's imagined with all the mannequins but like clearly some of these are to the point where now it's not just like a diversion it's not something it's not saying just to kind of keep his mind busy, like when he oh, talks yeah. to the this, like the mannequin in the DVD shop after he's just had to kind of put the dog down. Yeah, and oh, he's like, "Please say hello to me." Oh yeah, yeah, I and he's that. like the clearly so stressed because he, like I said, he promised his his best friend that he would talk to this mannequin, and he's annoyed that there isn't a response, and like. Mm-hmm you start to see like there's a glimpse of like okay maybe he's not <laughs> not 100% there anymore which you wouldn't be no matter no. what you put in place and like I'll, I'll, you could have yes. done so much with that and like I said no, this you... question of is he still there can we trust what he sees can we trust what's going on in the world around him <sighs> i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't either it's it's one of those things isn't it it's and and the, the extend that again into when the you know the the woman and her son arrive, and he, that he's like forgotten how to interact with people, and he uses a conversation he had with his wife three years ago to have a conversation now. And I love that. I didn't pick that stuff up, whatever, because yeah. you don't when you're like I don't know fourteen or whatever it was when I watched it. So it's like fifteen, whatever. Um, you, you kind of I really like that, but then as it just gets a bit lost. I mean, I I, I didn't mind the the scene in the apartment as such. Um, I quite like the tension of it and the blood on the floor and thinking it was his dog, but it's a deer. And I mean, but then again, with the film, like I love the visuals again with the Golden Gate Bridge. And, and for mm-hmm. me, it's like this film plays against expectations a lot, especially in that first hour. I mean, it's half an hour before you even get a glimpse of 
these monsters yeah. like half an hour like it is a long but for me that's the those the best parts of the film like the, the just seeing the city and seeing what's happening how he's trying to survive and 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 again i've got on my notes should the film have kept them hidden more yeah i think it should have really so. but i suppose it depends what kind of film you want because for me the way the film goes in the last half an hour is like oh we want this action and all this that and the other and is that actually you didn't need that because there's so many zombie films out there or infection films or whatever that have that and do it better that we don't like don't sacrifice what you've built up here which is like tension yeah. and this story and we care about it and there's this melancholy about how many people have gone and and i don't know there's like that scene where he's playing golf off the back of it and it just pans out and there's just that mute the beautiful like melancholy is the only way i can describe it like that beautiful mournful almost grieving music there you go there's a few more words um and it's like i just i love that part of it and you like ask questions and yeah. and i like the fact they don't tell you a lot like you, like you said you're trying to figure out what these like infected people are like the, there's no exposure to uv light and he sets a trap with his own blood so it's like so can they smell blood again with you know your thing of it they're more like bats we don't really know um and, and I love how it does that. Like, I, I really, because it had been a while since I'd seen this film, like, I forgot how clever it was about doing that and just giving you little little bits of information. Um, it doesn't come straight out with, like, you know, news footage of just <laughs> rioting everywhere and, you know, police attacking people on TV and stuff. It doesn't, you have to piece it together. Um, and like I said, it uses the, uses all the little flashbacks really well to slowly piece together the full like picture of it but like, if you yeah. wanted to be an action film you do not need to slowly piece it together in in this way like i don't know nothing wrong with it being like a zombie action film that's great that could be really fun but like i don't know it felt like it decided to be that two-thirds of the way through the film yeah or was and told it to be that and to be fair to it i don't think there's anything wrong with having like a slight tonal shift to like up the ante in a film but the yeah. change is so pardon the pun violently done mm. that it's like what are we watching and then on top of that i think the biggest issue is because the cgi for the creatures is so ropey yeah. it like it you lose it like undermines you don't it undermines and you lose all that like beautiful tension and like grieving that you've got to say like, oh yeah you know all mm -hmm. that about how the world's lost and how he's caught yeah forget that we're just gonna have these creatures appear and it's just we're just gonna attack you and roar at you and and it's like because like that first bit where the male monster exposes his face to the sun to face robert when it takes what we later find out well we don't they don't really show it but we'll get into it it's like it's its mate um and <coughs> Because I was, oh, bless you. Because I was looking at the like the trivia of this film, and it was like, oh, Dash Mihawk's in this film, and I was like, is he? Where? He, that's who that male creature is. Like, you can't even recognize him. So he's the guy out. Um, he's in the day after tomorrow. Plays Jason. He's in the Perfect Storm. He I was in Red. See his yeah. Jaw now. Yeah. But, uh, Ray Donovan is caught, which I've not seen. But my dad loves. And did you know he has Tourette's? And he's an advocate for no. Tourette's, which which is marvelous. So um yeah and i think he's got more towards what like lewis capaldi's got like less i can't remember what the condition part of it's called way the swearing part of it more the ticks and that kind of thing 
apparently acting helps him. So that, I mean, yeah, because I, I read a little, because when I started reading about it, I got into a bit of a reading <laughs> about like what he does and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, and you, you know, I, I like them tr trying to figure out what, if he can cure, because obviously he's a doctor, he's a virologist, you know, he worked for the army. He's a, is he a general or whatever he is, major or whatever he is? Um, colonel, I don't know. Um, and then, I think it is Colonel. Anyway, um, and it like it looks hopeful that they've got this like, and it's really understated. Like he's just there. It's not very. It's not flashy. It's very. I don't know if it's realistic, but it's very underplayed about the whole our serum G six blah blah blah. It's not the usual type of thing you get in a film like this, is it? No, and it it was really good. And like I said, I I liked him doing his um, experiments because it it gave a really good reason to have one of the infected like up close but to not just be like attacking him so like you know when he brings one in and then like sedates them to try and find the cure you get a really good opportunity to have like a proper close look at them and see how dangerous that could be and how deadly that would be because they're so much faster and stronger and you know just more resilient than people and like that was a really good way of like having you imagine oh, oh fuck how bad this could be without having to resort to just cgi monsters like running at you and they should have just left it at that quite frankly yeah like yeah because and again with like will smith's characterization of robert neville in that he <sighs> in a, 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 particularly in the first half hour Oh, our he's very understated. Not a lot of emotions there. Not a lot of. It, I mean, it's it's not Will Smith doing what I did in After Earth. People, don't worry. Mm -hmm. Don't watch that film for Christ's sake. Um, no, it's a very good. Um, it's a very good. Um, yeah, but he's very un, he's very understated, isn't he? And like the bit where it looks hopeful with the woman, but then she starts to flatline, so he has to inject her with something to get her heart going again. At this vastly, and I like this vastly kind of um, quicker state. Like the the resting heartbeats like two hundred or something crazy like that, yeah. um, or would be for you know normal human, um, and I like the fact that he's not happy. Like he like rattles the. You can see that like he has like more of a physical reaction to that, and you can see that as you were saying earlier, like those little threads. Like you wonder, like he seems pretty normal and pretty well together, but then you start to see actually, you know what? No, he's not. There's a lot of front here, yeah. like this is a guy he's really starting to struggle. And I just felt if they'd have pushed that further, it would have it would have been better. But I suppose it depends yeah. what you want. But maybe, maybe like maybe we're looking at it from a very English, British point of view, in that we like films that okay, maybe I'm not trying to stereotype, but we tend to like more depressing films or more like mm. you know, downbeat things, whereas like a lot of American films particularly Hollywood are very much like crash bang wallop what a video no that's an Alan Parker <laughs> they are very much like, do you like that one sorry I knew you'd get it Americans, Americans won't get that one but, what a video but, no they're not yeah. going to get that <laughs> um, so I think very much they they like that more action no not all of them of course yeah. um, I'm just it's just like more that kind of stereotype of an American film um, and again was, like what sorry I was going to say like I feel like it's weird to talk about it now because obviously Will Smith, people aren't as... When this film came out, right, everyone was 100% Will Smith, like pro yeah, Will oh, Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's pretty universally loved. And this is a great performance. And, like, he does 
you know, in the action, he's good in the action. He's always been good in action. But like, he really does excel in like, like I said, small moments where you can see when someone's trying to suppress their emotions or like struggling with something. It's not a full on like emotional display. He's very good at that. And there's lots of moments in this. And I kind of wish that they would just have had a little bit more faith in that, you know, at the core, this film could have just been just him. And then, yeah, like a, you know, yeah, like a character monster. piece. Yeah. Yeah. A character piece. And just like yeah. the other characters are the environment and, you know, the infected. And the film tries to remind you through the first half that these are people. And that these are people, a lot of the time, it starts off, like I said, they're the recipients of a new cancer cure. So there's people who are sick, who thought mm -hmm. that they had, you know, gotten something, like finally a cure for something that was going to be a death sentence for them. And it reminds you that these are people at the end of the day, and when he does experiments on them, you know, up to that point, he clearly is still trying to sort of treat them like they are people yeah. and I don't know it just kind of loses it when at the end it feels like one they don't trust Will Smith to carry it on his own and he's great on his own <laughs> like he's mm -hmm. doing yeah. fantastic and also I feel like it undercuts the point that's trying to make about these being people and um but I was really because yeah, you, you just start acting like a swarm at the end, don't they? I but do. that's the, that's the thing. Like you, you will again. Why I was going to mention in the flesh, and when you watch that, we'll again have the conversation about it at some point. But again, it it, it gives you that question of a what is human? Like yeah. at what point, if you get ill, do you cross the line from you know? Because it's because because the zombie thing for me, the the zombie thing or the infection thing, or, in a lot of these films, whatever you want to call it, the rage. A lot of these things are like essentially something like rabies pushed to like, well, we hope a, fan, a, a fantastical you know point, push it to a point that's really unrealistic, but is still kind of grounded a little. Mm -hmm. Like at what point are those people no longer human? And I, I agree. And I think um, it, it, it makes you think as well. And the fact that, you know, animals aren't immune to it, like animals are immune to airborne, but not to being bitten. Which obviously, which then allows his dog to be okay a lot of the time until, of course, he gets bitten. Um, and again, with like the second flashback, I loved the island being evacuated. Um, the woman screaming, like, take my baby, as like her eyes bleed, and they're scanning yeah. people's eyes to see if they're infected, which I'm, I, I presume it's, I mean, who knows? I presume it's something to do with, I mean, I, might have been more realistic, but maybe I'm saying this because we're in a post-pandemic world of maybe it would have been better if they were taking temperature. Maybe that's what they are doing. I don't know. I think that's what they are is, doing. Is that what they're doing, yeah. I think um, that's the implication of, like, scanning for, yeah, yeah. raised temperature. Cool. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's, in real life, it's just an annoyance, but because um, <laughs> I can remember. But um, the whole, like, the like scanner again scene, it's like, damn it, Will Smith can act. Because in addition yeah. to what you were saying, like it takes a very special actor or actress to carry a film on their own for this long. Like I can only think yeah. of a few examples, and I'm not very well versed. I'm I'm okay versed, but I can't think of a female example. So apologies for anyone who, uh, who I'm trying to think. But I can only think of three a lot of films like know, this, unfortunately. Three <laughs> examples off the top of my head: you've got Castaway, you've mm -hmm. got this, 
And you've also got Buried with Ryan Reynolds, where he's just in a yeah. box. I, I can't think. There's I mean, just I, not I, that I, many yeah. films no, that many they films allow that it. Dare do this, yeah. Yeah, exactly. D- dare do this. No, you're right. So I think like his acting's superb. And like you said, did have a bit more faith in him or trust them to... I don't know. I, I get a feeling that it was subjected to quite... I mean, rewrites, especially the ending. I know the ending's... The original ending, um, the, the theatrical one, where he blows Which one did you watch? Because I only found out earlier that there was there's an alternate ending. The ending I watched was the theatrical one, I believe. It's the only one I've ever seen. Yeah, so apparently it's on the blue apparently it's on the Blu-ray, but it's like a it's like storyboard stuff. So but apparently it was filmed. I think it's been released somewhere, but it's not on the DVD I've got. Where the yeah, the, the original ending one. fitted in with the whole Daddy, look, it's a butterfly and all that in the he realised that he was the monster to them, mm-hmm. that he was somebody who appeared, kidnapped one of them, but then they never came back alive or they just disappeared. He realised yeah. he killed all these people in this quest for what he, you know, what he'd done. He realised he'd found the cure. He gave the female back to the male uh, guy who then left with all the others. And then he then... Um, I'd, yeah, I, I had a much more different. I'll try to go to my notes because they're probably quite far down. Um, hang on a second. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, so the original ending was that. So the theatrical ending is like the cue is in her blood. He sacrifices himself and says, I'm listening. Awful ending. She finds the survivors colony and, like, we are his legacy. This is his legend, Light of the Darkness, which is a bit. Uh, Bit yeah, and this is why I wrote down that sometimes you should ignore the test screening audiences because the original ending was that he's the monster, yeah, he gives the female back, he travels to the colony with Anna and Emma. Uh, sorry, Anna and Ethan, the woman and the little boy. We'll get to them, we're not through it yet, but um, and he he decides to end his research, yeah, and which it's is like a that, much better, much more well, exactly, set up ending, which apparently is where the sequel's going to go from if they ever get around to making yeah. it, yeah. Um, because apparently that's been announced, but apparently that was what they're going to go from that ending. So that obviously he's still alive, but I think that that made much more sense because when you read it, it's like, oh my god, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. And I think it would have meant that the film was bookended by those it, the, those thoughtful moments. So like instead of it just ending right after he blows up and she goes to this, if it had ended the way that it originally meant to end, where he's still alive and he decides to give up his research and it's a little bit longer that would then end the film on a much more unusual note and yeah. actually would reflect more of the message of the beginning two thirds of the film absolutely and it would like, the last that's all yeah. set up much better like this idea exactly. of where does it stop being him trying to do something altruistic and become yeah. him trying to do something selfish to change the past but he's dehumanizing all of these people and treating them like you know literal lab rats like that was already set up and that was already quite yeah. interesting and then there's a lot and, of like yeah. when you watch it back sorry when you watch it back through as well there's like keep interrupting you sorry sir there's, there's moments in it where there's all these little breadcrumbs that you yeah. follow where like the daughter gives him sam the dog when the dog's a puppy which i thought was a really clever way of showing the passage of time i like that yeah and, and like oh like Samuel protect daddy and of course the dog does protect him and dies to save him and like I love that um and I just 
there's just so many moments that are just like things that I picked up the second time around watching it mm-hmm. where like things like he doesn't even look up at the news reports anymore. Like he must have played them so much in the past three years. They're just like background noise to him. It's just like this minuscule comfort of like pretending there's people still around, which again, yeah, looks... I really like it. It's a great yeah. point. And like, we're used to seeing in films like this as well. You're used to seeing um, like news footage playing in the background. That's just how half of them start. Like, no, that's a bad thing. It's a really good way of getting across, you know, the scale of this. And but like, you're used to just having that in disaster films. But him having like that there, like I said, as a comfort thing, as like a a normality. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, that specific way, specific way of using like live broadcasts and like broadcasts of just I don't know just nothing TV it's not like he's sat watching like you know he's not watching Casablanca every day he's watching yeah. do you know what I've just, you know, just realised as well and I don't know yeah. why I've just thought of this Um, I've always thought oh maybe he just got a DVD with the thing he's on like the, the footage on but then I think no what he's done he's gone to the actual film studios because he's in New York it's got to be loads of those places. So I reckon that's why it's got the, the numbers on it, because it's original footage. Almost so he's just gone yeah. and got it from a, like a studio and thought, right? And maybe it's like the DVDs. Maybe he plays a different one every week or a different one every day. We don't we don't know. Um, That would probably make sense, you know, to kind of keep it. Because then you could keep them current. Like if it got towards Christmas and winter, you could have like that time of year ones where everyone's getting ready for Christmas, which I know sounds a bit odd, but. I mean, that's that's what I mean. Like, there's a thought behind this film. Like, it's not because there's a lot of bad zombie films or infection films out there. Like, they are really like they're just there to like have the spectre and stuff like that. And you think, oh, this mm. is yeah, this, this is much more thoughtful. And you know, like what a lot more than I remembered. A lot yeah. more thoughtful than I remembered. I thought it would. I didn't think it would hold up as well. Like I said, I think because when I watched it, I was much much younger. Like I said, I didn't really pick up on a lot of. The subtleties of it and just how much work had gone into him trying to carve like a vaguely normal life when like everything he puts around him has been like clearly accumulated at like great time and great cost to to make this little environment to make it seem as normal as possible yeah. um but then and, you've you know, got the big metal shutters haven't you and i love yeah. that stuff like i just it's i love so that better. stuff and like he's clearly, like I said, as a military man as well. Um, it's good to see, like one, a lot of fortifications clearly built up over time, and also he's got very specific routines, and you know he doesn't take many risks, um, and you know until he's kind of forced into that situation. And like I, I feel like they undercut that a little bit near the end. It's not too bad. Like I said, it's not like he yeah. just starts um, just doing stupid shit for the sake of it. But like, obviously, after the dog dies, he kind of doesn't care as much and kind of puts himself at risk. But then I know he's like gravely injured, but when he kind of allows him to be taken back to the house without really um, making sure that he's not going to be followed back like that's a routine yeah. that's clearly been in place for years and I know he's like not properly with it but I don't know like I guess you could argue though that he is just 
he's basically lost his last link to the world as it was and his only companion. So Which well, is linked to his family as well, isn't it? Cost yeah, well. it's not like completely yeah. it's not like it completely loses it, but it's interesting to see those kind of really set militaristic routines. Yeah. Break well, you'd have to, wouldn't you? You'd have to you'd have to be like that. <laughs> It's like, it's like yeah. Zombieland, isn't it? That weird example, but the rules, mm. you'd have to have, you'd have to be very, very diligent in this kind of world to survive, which is a lot of the issue of a lot of zombie films where people who survive seem to be just like gun-toting idiots. And it's like, no, you realise how regimented you'd have to be to survive in a world with like this much risk. Yeah. Like it would take a lot. Like, you know, it really would. So, um, yeah. And again, like the, the lens the film goes to, to, to kind of make you question what truly is going on so that he's driving he sees with sam he sees the dog he sees the manic the mannequin fred from the store outside the store yeah in the middle of the i think it used to be the pan am building now the metlife building uh i'm not in chips still in metlife but anyway um in new york and he of course and he uh, he like he's like no no fred like are you alive like if you're alive you better tell me right now now an amazing bit of trivia um that was not a mannequin that was played by a mime so when he says fred what the hell are you doing out here that fred's head actually moves slightly yeah like, I thought actually, that. yeah but that that was like it was they did it that way to like really conf confuse and confound the audience into thinking well is he alive which then puts you in like robert's shoes of uh, is this person actually is this mannequin actually alive because which sounds ridiculous but then it, it just it puts you more in his mindset of like he's unsure of like what's going on anymore. And yeah, I mean that's just a great scene. And then when he realizes he's being watched or feels like he's being watched, which you know we've all had that feeling, which I don't think gets portrayed in films enough, frankly. Um uh, I mean it's, it's like that kind of like when you're downstairs yeah. and you turn you turn the light off and then you run up the stairs. Why? You, you know there's no one there, but your brain's like, you know, <laughs> um you know, or when you put your leg outside the bed covers and you're like, oh, no. Why? Why do we have those ridiculous, irrational little random fears that... Well, I said you know, they don't uh, get portrayed for some reason. It's yeah, sad. yeah. Um, and he shoots the mannequin. Uh, <laughs> damn it, Fred. Uh, and then turns out that the 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 main kind of monster guy, uh, has, they've set a trap. The same trap that he set earlier to catch one of them, which I thought was clever. He hits his head and passes out. And his watch wakes him up. And the sun's setting. And again, using the environment that you're in to affect the film. So you get this, what they, I think it's quite called like a New York sunset, where because of the high buildings they have, um, you get those beams of light that there's part of darkness. So it means that the, the dogs that the infected guy has and the infected dogs, they don't want to cross that line because it'll hurt them. So they wait until, and then they got that, that tension of the of the sunbeam getting shorter and shorter and shorter as he crawls back to his car. Oh, do you know what I saw, right? Speaking of like ridiculous comments on things, I was reading some review, which I don't usually do, but I thought, you know, see what people think. Hoping there'd been a bit of a, because I thought, I think this film's probably, the opinions probably dropped about this in the last, you know what? How things get like looked upon more favorably. I think this film's been a bit forgotten in that it's it felt really big at the time, but people don't really stop mentioned much now, type of thing. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. And 
<laughs> Sorry, I muted to mute the burp and then said, excuse me anyway. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gave yourself away, man. Yeah, damn. So, um, what's it talking about? Yeah, I, I like... I had a really good point and it's gone. What was We're it? We talked about um, the light, the beam of light the dogs don't want to cross. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that, but I had a point, but I don't know what it was now. Anyway, so I, I like that whole idea. And then... Oh, a review. You were talking about... You read a review. Yes, thank you. Sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> and somebody said... So when he cuts himself down from... Because he's upside down, he's hit his head, he's bleeding. He, he cuts himself down from this trap and lands and, and the knife smashed into his leg. Now, a, a review that I read said, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, like the whole film, the whole film, this is the, the realism point that the person was like, nope, nope, nope. This Why? Review this review was something like, oh, like, I can't believe it. Like, a guy in the military, like, uh, would know how not to stab himself in the leg. And I was like, the guy is hanging upside down. He's hit his head. He's bleeding. He's probably concussed. He's in a world and where... And panicking, because he yeah. knows he needs to get out of there now. Yeah. And, like, people are, like, these strange infected. But, no, 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 you think he should have been able to cut himself down and then magically not make the knife. Like, Well, you've lost me, mate. You've lost me. I was yeah, fully yeah, like, involved. I was with it. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that uh, family guy a bit like, done. Just like walks out because he um, dares to what like full foul of gravity. Yeah, yeah, fool. But then it, of course that plays into it well because that means he can't he can't run. Mm-hmm. Although I do think he could have got himself up and hopped a bit quicker. But it's a film. I let them off of it. Um, he said it does do the sort of the mounting tension well. Like it is an interesting. Like I said, using the environment in a really interesting way because, like you're saying, it's if they weren't in a city, if they weren't in like a very sort of vertically built up um, place you wouldn't have this really strict sort of like strip of light that slowly slowly um, disappears but it's yeah it's a really clever use of you can tell they they thought about the environment they were in and then thought about ways in which they could it could be used and not the other way around where like you know they think oh this could be really cool if we've got like a a little shrinking band of light. How can we wedge that in there? Like, hey, wedge, nicely done. So yeah, no, it's um, yeah. I mean, Sam obviously saves him. Uh, she gets bitten though, and she begins to shed hair and turn. So he has to strangle her. Um, and that's like the moment where it really goes for him. Like he buries her. Uh, he's taking. See, I thought they're antidepressants, but I think they're antibiotics because he's cut his leg. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, no, later then on, she makes a point of getting him started on the antibiotics. I don't, know, I don't know what he's taking then, because he takes some tablets when he's burying the dog. And also, yeah, but... has he not like, has he not sorted out his own leg at that point? Because then she says later on, like, "Oh, I suited your wound." I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, because sure. she's the one who who says, "I found some antibiotics. You want to start on the course soon?" Yeah. Or maybe they're maybe they're oh no no I'll tell you what it might be. Um not antidepressants. What's that stuff that they have in twenty eight days later uh, that stops you it affects your feeling or something what's it called? Do you think it's um Oh, oh like what, a it? Valium? Do you think it's like a Valium? Yeah, like a Valium thing. Yeah, yeah. like a, like a, yeah, yeah, possibly. Um uh yeah, so so that just thought anyway. Uh he stops in the road. Um and do you know what I thought as well? I don't mean this to sound like a pun because it wasn't. But I think that he thinks that that's like the end of the road for him. 
Like, I think genuinely, yeah. like, you see at the beginning the car's moving, and then he just, the fact he stops the car for no reason, as if to say, like, I don't have the will to go on. Again, no pun intended yeah. on Smith. Like, I feel like he was just like, I don't have the will to go on. Like, this this is it for me. Like, I've failed. My cure hasn't worked. I've killed God knows how many hundreds. Uh, my dog's dead. Like, my one companion, my one link, my one love, my one reason for being. And he's like, nah, like, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm I'm done now. Um, and that's cost where he, he makes the point to go talk to the mannequin woman because he promised Sammy would. And I wrote down that there's not many actors who could pull this scene off without it appearing as a comedy, like, yeah. Know, but the whole weight of his loneliness seems to like <coughs> crash, crash down on him in that moment where he says, Please say hello to me. And he, he's just this facade totally cracks and he's like almost sobbing. And, and, and again, that, like, yeah, he, that could have yeah, been so, funny. Yeah. That could have been comedic, but it's it's pretty it horrendous. Just always, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then of course that's confided, but he, he stays out at night. Um, and then I've actually wrote down an hour in. This is where I think the film jettisons the thoughtful, melancholic, and reflective tone uh, for action, and it's all the worse for it. Mm. And the CGI creatures just look dreadful now. Really, really bad. Uh, the male creature comes for him. I, I, don't, I don't know why. Like, is he going to bite him, whisper him, kiss him? I don't know what it's going to do. Um, and bright lights appear, and then you get, oh, where do you live? Where do you live? Sounds weird because he's concussed. Mm. Um, and he's like, stay out till dawn. Then we get the last flashback uh, where he gets his family into a helicopter, and the helicopter gets smashed into. Again, I love those scenes. Really well shot, really well edited. Um, and then he, and then he, and I never noticed before that he gets a flash when he wakes up and walks at the kitchen. He gets a flashback, or like a vision of seeing mm-hmm. his wife and daughter in the in the kitchen. I'd never noticed that before. It's really cool though, because like, I really like how the film goes out of the way to show that like he, he stayed in his house, and you know this house is full of all of his family stuff, like his kids' bedroom still there with all of their stuff yeah. in it. But like he's gone out of his way to stay in that environment, and you know the how fucking bad that must feel, but like comforting at the same way. And like I think it was really clever when they, I wish they dealt, I wish they kind of dwelled with it a little bit more when they show like you know these new people that are strangers to him, like coming into his house and like cooking his food, and like like I said standing in his kitchen where his family used to be and you know like he very he has like a very quick like freak out about it but I kind of wish they'd just stayed there a little bit longer because that would be horrible (laughs) like even if all you wished for was to meet new people and people like actual human beings them just coming into your space which is like your only point of safety for years and then like just you know, cooking your food up and standing there like they've known you forever, that would be really bad. <laughs> that would be horrible. Well, I was I was thinking about it. I was, I was dying to see what you thought. Because I think, like, watching it now, that he, he comes down, Anna, the lady, and Ethan, her son, um, she's made powdered eggs and bacon. He straightens... Oh, yeah, he straightens things up on his plate, which I liked a really little detail that I really liked. Like, this isn't how I do things. Mm-hmm. But I think the reason why he's so angry, like he smashes the plate 
when she starts talking about this Vermont survivors colony is because I think he'd accepted that people, everybody, uh, no one was left yeah. and that he'd die alone. And I think he now realizes that there are people alive. And I, I think, again, he, he doesn't know how, he doesn't know how to interact with people. And I think he's like, he seems annoyed about, he's like, I was saving that bacon. Um, and he like screams, everybody's dead. And I was wondering, like, was he saving it for when he found a cure? Which is my idea. I don't know what the specific reason, but that, that was what I was thinking. That's what I was um, thinking. And and he and again, and she she grabs her gun. And again, another nice little detail that I've never noticed before: the kid actually grabs like a butter knife. Yeah. Which I thought was a really good detail because again, he's grown up in the, at least half his life in this really rough world, where they would have had to have learned to be like that. Uh, and then he, he like excuses himself, and then he comes back down and repeats the Shrek dialogue, and like again could have been a moment where and it, it did get a bit of a laugh in the cinema, but not like a comedic, more like a what's he doing? That like three years on your own, like God knows what it would do to you, like not just solitary, mm-hmm. but like just completely on your own by a dog that can't talk back to you, obviously. And and she's like, you're not so good with people anymore, are you? And again, like what we've said all the way through this of like, again, feels like another missed opportunity to like you said, have them stay in the house a bit longer, have them. I don't know, have it where it, it, they, they try to get you. Cause she's obviously had her son. So, and at least yeah. being with other people at certain points, it's like, well, why didn't you lean into that? And she said that there was five survivors from Sao Paulo on this ship. And he again has knowledge of those. He's like, Oh, they went, they weren't meant to be permanent because of course he would know like the virologist because he's again I think it's would it be on the cover of Time magazine? Would they have been making a Time magazine cover in the middle of all this? I doubt it, but I know what you mean. Um I'll let them off because I like the visual. But he he repeats the same dialogue he had with his wife in the like I'm not gonna leave. This is my site. I'm yeah. not gonna let I'm not gonna let this happen. But the emotion's just not there in his words anymore. Um and there was another really, really beautiful moment. I, again, I never noticed before. And maybe it's because I'm older and uh, your family, families get bigger and stuff. But it's the bit where the kid falls asleep and he picks Ethan up and he's asleep. And there's a moment where like Ethan like nestles into his shoulder a little bit as he carries him to bed, as he carries him to go put him in, I think, his daughter's room. And you get this glimmer of a smile from Robert. Um, and it's a brilliant bit of acting from Will Smith because can you imagine like even if you're not much of a hugger like I'm not much of a hugger but that fit like that feeling of like being held or being hugged after three years of not Mm. seeing anybody and yeah I've got you get your dog but that feeling of somebody like hugging you back I could like I don't know I just I think again is where a little bit of my annoyance comes in that they've got all these really really beautiful moments and really clever but then overall the film I can't help feel a bit disappointed by it like it's got great moments in yeah. it but overall so it's much not potential. like yeah and it just feels a little bit like a bit sloppy in the execution it's like oh you just yeah. not for those moments but for you know you, you do wonder like was was the action was the original cut of it a lot less actiony and they were like look this is a bit there's no climax in it. there's no like big battle in this or there's no like we, we maybe it was in pause I, I guess I don't know but it just, it just feels, feels rushed doesn't it 
because like yeah, I said, there's yeah. so many points where you get a little hint of something, but if it had just stayed with that for a bit longer, it would have been stronger. And even like the the theatrical ending where he just, you know, sacrifices himself basically to protect this um the cure, which he's pretty sure he's kind of uh, found. He just sac- sacrificed himself. Like that's not unearned. Like I said, we've gone kind of gone through this film and since Sam dies, he very clearly, like I said, he's kind of given up like everything that he wanted to do, which was basically to preserve that link to his family and his past is, is completely gone now. So his kind of his driving force has sort of just gone from the world. So him sacrificing itself isn't like it doesn't come out of nowhere, but it just it feels so quick and it's over so quickly that it just I don't know for a film that spends a lot of time dwelling on little tiny moments that you don't usually see and little interactions like for a film that took the time to show us him talking to the the fake cashier at the the like dvd rental shop multiple times yeah and they couldn't give a few more seconds to him exploding himself at the end I don't know. It just—it's strange. It feels like the latter half. They were just like, it's like they were just being like shooed along all the way through, which is a shame. It should have been, like I said, I—I—I I, I feel like I remembered it being about two hours. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, just kind of wrapped up, and I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you have Alice Braga as Anna, really, really good, good in this as well, and I love the scene where that plays it in her and Will Smith, where he's like, stop, stop. He's like 5.4 billion, like dead straight mm. away. 1% immunity, 12%, tw- sorry, 12 million healthy people like me, you, and Ethan. 588 million became dark seekers, the monsters, the infected, whatever you want to call them. And he argues about there's no God. And, and then it changes this into having like, he sees the bl- butterfly shape in the glass. He sees it on Anna's neck, the tattoo, and he realizes that he's the monster and apparently the, the original ending would have had them go over the George Washington Bridge and then her saying like you're not alone like it ended on a much more downbeat much more it's just not as flashy of an ending I don't think that mm-hmm. they, they set off of a month I don't think they actually knew there was a I don't know if they got to the survivors calling the ending of the original but then apparently it was negative so then they changed it because it feels like it doesn't feel like completely like what but when you, when I first read about the ending a couple of years after seeing the film, you think, oh my God, that makes so much more sense because the rest of the film, it's setting up all these little clues for the butterfly and it's about God or it, maybe even not just about God, but about belief and do you believe yeah. in coincidences? And you, you know, a, a little bit kind of like signs, which I love. Yeah. And and then all of a sudden it's like, nah, we're just going to have to blow himself up with a grenade. And it's like, right. Okay, well, uh, yeah, it's a little, it's just a bit odd, and it it's it like sums up the feel of the whole film. And that there's some brilliant, brilliant moments in there, but it's not a film I watch back very often. No, like I said, if I I like I said, it'd be more likely to watch the first hour. <laughs> yeah, you know, in pieces, but. It's one of those films where Stop if they... just before the dog gets killed, then you're done. <laughs> yeah, literally. 
But if they announced, oh, there's like a, a longer version, you know, like a director's cut, which is much longer, I would give it another go. Because I think it just, I said, it just needs more time in that, like, there's enough little hints and there's enough detail there that you could have done many, you could have gone many directions with the ending. Um, Because they just put so much, like I said, you've got all these ideas of, like, um the like the present and the past and like the similarities between them and like these like said coincidences and like people in the past saying like weirdly prescient things about the future and this idea of past and present not being entirely separate and you know at least how humans perceive things that's very interesting and you got all this stuff about you know his sanity and how much we can judge his perception of it and how much you know how do we know that the rest of the world is completely gone or are we just trusting his viewpoint and the way he thinks about it this is ground zero and everything else is you know if he can't save here the rest of the world is fucked but we don't necessarily know that there's so many little like breadcrumbs but like yeah. it just yeah. kind of rushed through them and <laughs> yeah. i like the sound of I do think both endings have got their, like, the sort of self-sacrifice thing, that's got its, like, merits. Uh, and then sending her off with, you know, this potential cure that can bring back all the infected. So, like, he talks about, oh, I, I can fix it. Like, he genuinely might be able to fix it and not just, like, stop people from being infected but bring people back to life and that's really he can't cool bring his family back though can he i think they could have lent he can't that. bring his family back again which like, is cool he's talking yeah. about fixing it but when he's talking about fixing it he's talking about changing the past basically and yeah. him reconciling with the fact that him fixing it and doing what he's told himself if he can do just do this one thing it'll be fine and then doing it and realizing, hey, it's not fine. That could be really interesting as well. Like, because yeah. you've put so much depth into this one character, and then just to I kind agree. of squander it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, yes, I absolutely, I can't agree more. And I think it would have been, I picked up on something you were you were saying there, and that did make me think because I hadn't considered it as much, apart from with the mannequin bit. That it would have been fascinating if, like you were saying about you're not quite sure about his perception. It would have been really, really interesting if they've started to lean into that more, maybe in a sequel or whatever, maybe if they lent into it more in terms of this, that idea of the unreliable, sorry, the unreliable narrator in that they're having books and films where you're not sure what you're watching is real. Like, is it because you're seeing it through their eyes? So you're thinking, well, is it really happening or is it just something he sees? And it would have been nice for them to, again, I, I don't know whether they were frightened that that would be too out there. Maybe they were. Maybe they thought, no, we want to keep it a bit more mainstream. you know. But I think it's a shame because it would have, it, maybe, I mean, it was massively successful, but maybe if they'd have made it a bit more for people like me and you, rather than like, maybe they thought, well, we want to hit everybody here. It's like, no, do you realise like, how much of an amazing like little cult, well, not little, but how much of an amazing kind of cult film mm. it might have been if you'd have stayed with that and been like, we're going to play totally against type. And I know that's a bit of a cliche nowadays about playing against 
the stereotype by the archetype, but I think it would have been an amazing thing if they'd gone, actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to play against this and we're going to play against what most films will be like in this situation. And it's yeah, like, oh, agreed. why didn't you stay with that? But they didn't, so. Agreed. Like, Did there's you? so many cool times where they specifically go against it. Like, how much of this film is in, like, broad daylight or is in, you know, really cosy... It, a lot of it's in his house that looks about as normal as you can get, you know, for an apocalypse, end of the world situation. They kind of avoid creeping around in the dark too much, which is kind of what you'd expect from this. Like, it's all brightly lit, it looks beautiful. Oh, the world looks great. Like I said, yeah. it goes against the genre a lot and in, in a really cool way. And it's just, I don't know. And how often do we have somebody completely on their own? And then in that, mm. they have the fact that they, they make this premise work. Because it, like in terms of like, this could have very easily been very unbelievable. What, there's like one guy left in the whole of Manhattan, yeah. like the whole of New York, and he, or, or the state, and he just so happens to be a virologist, and he just so happens to be a doctor, and he just so happens to be in the military. And, he, and it's like, yeah, okay, but, but but it never feels like contrived, even though, yeah, you could argue it is, but it, I don't, I don't, like, the fact they can sell you all that, and I'll buy all yeah. that, and then yeah. you'll lose me because what you've done is you've like you've wanted like the, the the second half of this film feels so different sorry the that half an hour of the last half an hour feels so different to the rest of the film mm. it's a little jarring and like to be fair the first hour is a lot i thought watching it back that 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 like swivel came a lot later um sorry a lot earlier in the film but it comes later than i remember but yeah because like ending like the worst parts of the latter third is just as if once he realizes that the the infected have followed him back to his house there's like a little siege thing you know they're running screaming down the street at him and you know I mean, to be fair as well sorry to interrupt again um but it's just because you, you talk and you make me think of good ideas. So. <laughs> I compliment you. It's just a very rude way of doing it. I think like he's clearly made preparations for like them ever finding him yeah. with the whole car bombs around his house and all that kind of thing. Are you telling me he never like he never built anything else? I know. He never thought, oh, I want a secret passage to next door. Or so you're telling me he never made that leap that yeah, these bombs are probably not going to keep them back. So what I need to do is. X, Y, Z, and he doesn't reinforce the roof. I yeah. don't, you know, I... I know, it feels like the character we've known is, like, very methodical. He's thought about pretty much every eventuality because he's probably dealt with it. So he's built up all of these routines and different defences because he's kind of learnt that over the three years. But, like, obviously I, I will buy that he's not 100% in his right mind because he's injured and he's grieving and all sorts of stuff, but I don't... He just seems to lose his shit, like, pretty much completely. And then his only idea is for them to barricade themselves in the lab, which, in what way is that a solution? Like, because you've, you've locked yourself in a room, fantastic, now what? You are stuck in the room. Like, like I said, I can't imagine this character wouldn't have had, like I said, a tunnel or some sort of plan beyond okay if this my like last fortification gets broken into what's going to be my next plan because like i said he's a virologist and he's in the army and he's been doing this on his own for three years i don't 
locking yourself in a fucking room at the end really bothers me because it's just so bad. Why would you do that? I don't know. It's not a solution. And like, of course, they just bash their way through because they would. There's potentially thousands of those things, if not millions out there. And you've already said that once they know where you are, they're not going to stop. So what was the plan there? Like, what was... I don't know. For someone who's usually a much better character for having plans and being cautious, it just... It was a bit too far for me. You know what, for me as well, is that I think if they kept the original ending with... And giving the woman back and um, them leaving. They're like, the commandery one is like, right, we're going. That would have made so much more sense because mm-hmm. it would have been like, they they have decided to leave. They're not mindless. They haven't just attacked his house for anything. They're not just there to eat him. Yeah. So on the other hand, because I, I would argue, because if you think about it, like, okay, they can't come out at night. Sorry, they can't come out in the day. But you're telling me they couldn't get close enough. Like, you're telling me like when he was making all the building work and stuff in his house, no one noticed. He doesn't live in the middle of nowhere. So like, I think you could have argued that rather than that being a plot failure or a goof, I'd argue that actually they know exactly where he lives, or at least vaguely yeah, where he yeah. lives, but they stay the hell away from him because anybody that goes near him, it gets kidnapped and you never get seen again. Yeah. So they know, like, he's, he's the frightened one. They're trying to stay away from him. He goes out to seek them. They don't seek him. The only time they go to his house at the end is because they want to get the woman back. They could because have. You're the right. They could have put so, on that. So yeah. much. So are they staying like... away from him? It's not a goof. Yeah. It's they're staying away from me. He's fortified his house, but they don't want to go any near him because he's flipping. The, he's the monster of them. So yeah. that just that just like there's so many ways that it would have made sense because yeah, and, and anyway. like they're more intelligent than he thought. Like. Because, um, like I said, setting setting his own trap for him. Like, you know, even in the course of the film, we see that they have become or he realises they're more intelligent than he thinks they are and can start to, you know, outsmart him. And I said that would have been really interesting if they kind of, yeah, go down that direction of, you know, he talks about, um, is a quote about, which I thought was really cool, um, which again, like, hints towards his perception being a bit fucked when he's talking about their social de-evolution being complete and then it cuts to the flashback where he you know he's talking looking at this creature and going oh they're completely rabid they have no sort of social structure they don't do any of this stuff that he points to as being a human thing and then it cuts to the the flashback with everyone panicking and you know basically uh, losing all semblance of uh, <laughs> any sort of social structure at the outbreak of of this virus and I was like mm, I like that that's very clever you know it already hints at this idea of you know it's a really age-old zombie thing of just like oh, who are the monsters you know we are the monsters all along but like sets up this idea that his perception of society is different from how society actually is and ergo, like his how he views the infected is quite different from how they actually are. And like I said, that ending, the one that I haven't seen, where you know he realizes, oh, they're just trying to protect the family like he is. That seems so much more <laughs> earned, like so much better set up, and just a better payoff for the character and everyone involved. And just 
<sighs> I wonder what conversation they had where they were just like, no, it would be better if he grenaded himself. <laughs> yeah, it just feels rushed and, and very odd for the film. Mm. And it, you know, yeah, they could have, they, they kind of sell it as if, oh, well, he's doing it to save them. But, but he doesn't know them, is the thing. Like I know. And they've stolen his bacon, so he doesn't really give a shit about them, does he? So it's like, <laughs> no, but yeah. you know, it's just... If he yeah, cares I, about them, it's, it's, they don't really dwell on it. You know, he cares about them in the fact that they are the only other humans he knows, but it's not like they haven't developed any kind of bond or trust or anything, really. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, just a, it's just a shame. It's a good film to talk about, but mm. it's just... It's just a shame, I think. Overall, it's got brilliant moments in it, but overall, it's it's not a film I choose to watch again and again as much as no. I do enjoy it when I watch it. I just don't enjoy that change. I it is because I think the minute I see those creatures CGI, it brings me out of it. Sorry. Yeah. Most of the time, I think it's hard to argue for like things just to be straight up remade because most of the time there's an issue with it that wouldn't be solved by remaking it but I think in this case you you could argue that yeah just remaking it a little bit more length in the actual oh I'll tell you what I've just noticed the uh the alternate sorry I didn't I've done it again yeah go on the the alternative endings on YouTube if you want to watch it (gasps) oh we'll have to watch that in a sec hang on Stick it on now. Hang on, two seconds. I'll splice it in. Uh, how do I share my screen? Hang on a minute. Uh, this is when it's actually thirty-five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like four minutes. It adds in all the thirty-five minutes we're missing. Four minutes. Hang on. Uh, screen. So they did. So they filmed it and everything. I said, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've actually. Thing. I don't think I've actually seen it before. To be honest. Uh, how do I get? Let's on the see other if one? it's better. It's going to piss me off if it's way better. <laughs> really good reaction for the kid. Yeah. This is so much more. I don't know if I've seen this before, you know. I've never seen this. This is so much more in keeping with the rest of the film. I know. Oh, is he going to change your back? Yeah, they do the Imhotep face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, really distracted me. Other than the them doing that, it's quieter, which is what the rest of the film is like. Yeah. yeah. But you wouldn't need to give up your research. If anything, it just proves that, like, oh, there is actually people in there that are worth saving. Yeah. So if anyone who's still listening, (laughs) so if anyone who's still listening, we've just watched the alternative ending there. Uh, I'll have to cut cut it out because Skype records that audio as well because we've shared it, I think. So I can't get the comments in there. But um, just want to give a quick summary of, oh, not a quick one. How rude of me. Give a summary of what what you thought about that clip. And like the comments she was making whilst we were watching, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was a bit, thought it was a bit weird, but it was strange. So like you know, it really leans into um, the sort of sort of ringleader of the infected, like wanting to get back his like mate, basically, who was one of mm-hmm. the um, one of the ones that's getting sort of experimented with that serum, basically, in his little lab. And it leans into that. It's a bit strange, you know, seeing sort of like nuzzling each other. But at the same time, I think it it does make a good point about like, and I said him being the aggressor in this, like he is just capturing them and then experimenting on them and killing them (laughs) 
whereas like clearly they do have some kind of like some kind of societal bonds when he previously said earlier in the film that oh, there's nothing left there's no semblance of humanity in them but like clearly they do like they they have some kind of affection for him to the point that like they came and sought him out to to get her back so I said it just feels like it builds on a lot of what came previously in the film in a much better way it is weirdly shot I will say there's like you get like oh a nice little section of um like picks her up off the table very gently. See, I, I like is... that bit. I like that bit. Yeah, the, the screaming. Bit. <laughs> yeah, the screaming bit. The it immortal. Those bits were a yeah. bit like. Mm. So I wouldn't have made the decision to, to just get rid of that ending entirely. I'd have re-edited no. it to make it less monstery in that respect. Like have him command them to stop, then have him be looking at Will Smith. Will Smith's like, I'm sorry, and he screams at him. Picks the woman up maybe if you thought that was too gentle edit but i i would have kept that in because it makes yeah. it's just a much more you said it like as we were watching it, you said it's it's much quieter it's a much quieter ending Quiet, for the film slow reflective thoughtful yeah rather than gives just, him time for him to look at how they're interacting yeah and... rather than the bit i'd forgotten you know the bit where she drives to vermont and they find the survives and she gives the vial of blood to some random guy um yeah. <laughs> and like they have the whole bit like where she's driving it's like at 8 48 a.m he found yeah. a cure at 8 51 he gave his life to protect it it's like oh god like, i hate that kind of, like that that's like mm, really. I know. Like why? We do, why do we need to know the exact fucking time? Like he sacrifices himself for it. Know. I don't need the exact like median clock time. You know, it's just a bit, a bit odd. But anyway, yeah. I I'm do think key. like. No, I, I agree. You, I know you're shocked. That, <laughs> that ending with the you know the monsters of the piece like showing some kind of humanity and empathy for each other is more interesting i think than this idea of oh there's like a little cache of humans somewhere like i don't it's just a it's a much more interesting point that like maybe we've kind of got us maybe we need to change our opinion on the situation like these aren't just animals or monsters and try and remember them for the people that they were and you know that there is something left in them that is kind of human is a much more interesting and nuanced point than just I, I hate I always hate when they're like oh it's alright there's just like a little bunch of survivors we'll just go find the little bunch of survivors doesn't matter how they survived you don't need to know about that well yeah because look at 28 days later with the soldiers who knows what can, yeah. who knows what they're doing but I'm not saying that's... it's going to be like that but like who knows yeah. what like who's in charge who like you have not got a clue exactly. But 28 Days Later is clever enough to go, okay, this sounds great, this idea of a little fortified bit, but, like, you're trapped in there yeah. with people, and well, you can't... The same as Land of the Dead. Have you ever seen Land people. of the Dead? No. Yeah, it's the fourth film in the George Romero zombie trilogy. Mm -hmm. comes after Day of the Dead, and that's set in, like, a city where they're essentially, they've walled themselves in, and they're trying to live even though the whole rest of the world... They're trying to live normally, even though the rest of the world's got shit. Like, the same idea, but yeah, just no, recommend that one. But yeah, like this film just ends where it's like, oh, we found this little, <laughs> found this little colony. Um, 
big fact. American flag. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, they can't they can't help themselves. Just I can't. There's, there's got to be a flag. There's got to be a flag there. But it's straight away. Just like, of I've course, got, they're fucking is. I'd get back in the car. <laughs> <laughs> get back in the car and bless God save the king. This is yeah. what you take with you. You're like the last vestiges potentially of humanity in the entire world, and you're like America. <laughs> honey, honey, get the flag. What? <laughs> but Donald, do, do, shouldn't I grab another crate of water? No, no, grab the flag. Grab the flag. What about our children? Don't let it touch the ground. Yeah. What, what about the kids? Leave the kids. They can fend for themselves. Grab the flag. We can oh, make more say, kids. Can you see America? We're just, we're just playing fun but you've got I to admit anyway it's, it's a cliche now like oh, sam no. raimi who does the spider-man films the original three he loves a good flag every time you like Amer like the avengers any of those films oh they love it it's got it's to be there in the background it's just gotta be there oh it's amazing yeah yeah but you i mean yeah that. you know i'm saved but it's like i think again i keep bringing up for eight days later but like I don't know. I think like Americans have a different relationship to the flag than we do. Like if I rocked up somewhere and it was full of fucking flags, I would be like, oh no. Well, yeah, I think it, yeah, we've got, yeah, slightly different. Unless it was like a football game or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God, yeah, that's it, yeah. No, I know what you mean, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, if it was a British flag, it's it's a wit. Any Americans listening, it's too much to go into, but um, yeah. <laughs> just the, just out of you, like, oh, fuck this. I'm getting, getting back in the car. Hey, <laughs> I'm come back. Nah, you're all right, thanks. I'm going to drive on the right side. I'm going to drive on the right side of the road as well. Oh, God. Yeah, just, you're there. Just like, have you got any Heinz beans in there? Have you got any what? <laughs> oh, fuck this. Nah, 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 you're all right. Nah, I'll take my chances with. Vampire Ed back there. You're all right. I'm not. Oh, I'm not staying here. I've been on the road for eight yeah. hours. Kettle? No. Bye. <laughs> oh, they, no, they don't. After they don't, they don't. I was like watching. Um, don't. It was don't. Uh, uh, Bill. Uh, Bill. Who I do the episodes with. Him and his uh, lovely wife uh, Madsen. They're like touring for their business at the minute. Um, and they made some English breakfast tea the other day. Right, and I was like, oh, yeah. applause, well done. But then I watched, and they like had a. A kettle boiling on the stove, and I was like, "Oh, where's your plugged-in kettle?" But I don't think they have them, really, do they? So no, apparently it's like a voltage. And thing. I think that I think they put too. Much, oh, is it? Oh well, that plugs are weird. Um, I think it's like <laughs> I much think, lower voltage than ours. So no. apparently yeah, because they're they're not earthed, are they? There's unearthed. I don't think. I think I don't know. I'm, I'm not an electrician, so don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, why don't they? And also, Bill and Mads, you'd put too much milk in. It was so when they handed me that, I'd have been like, I don't know, I know English breakfast tea is not exactly Yorkshire tea, but it's like, mm, you know, when someone what gives you, it's it? just like, like, oh, I was white. It was like whiter yeah. than white, you know. So it was like, mm, milk at nah. that point. yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I appreciate the effort. I really do. Um, <laughs> would you <laughs> on that very enigmatic note? Um, would you like to tell everybody uh, where they can find you? Um, and uh, you you haven't released a new episode yet, have you, since we last recorded? I don't think you no. still. Vampire ones. 
Not that that was. I didn't say that with any judgment whatsoever. I just, I just wanted to make sure I hadn't missed it because no, no. Twitter's not, Twitter's yeah. not exactly <laughs> notifying me much at the minute. I don't think that about it. So yeah, I um, I'm Sarah from Weird Horizon, and I. If you want do... the podcast to get your teeth into, wait. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, if you want, um, I do. I tend to stick. Don't get the flap. Weeks. Sorry, sorry. Go on. Oh my god! You just keep coming. Um, so just, I'm doing... just keep batting about the park. Sorry, I'll stop. I'll stop now. Stop. I'm writing a series on vampires, which I imagine you could probably uh, gather. But you know, talking about the history of vampires, uh, vampires, sort of the potential medical scientific explanations, folkloric side of it, etc. Have you seen those skeletons they've dug up? Sorry, once again. Have you seen those <laughs> skeletons they've dug up with um, with rocks in their jaws? You seen yeah. that? Oh, mm-hmm. I bet that's interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting, you know. Um, ways people had of defending themselves or their loved ones from coming back as vampires. So I've been writing that for a while. I it will probably be enough a couple of weeks. I I've accidentally taking an extended break, but I will come back. It just I don't know. I was just putting loads of pressure on myself. Like I'm sure Sean can uh, attest to this. Sometimes you just realise you're like, why am I putting you know there's not a gun at my back being like you need to put a podcast episode out but I was putting so much pressure on myself but I'm taking it a bit easy but I'm loving reading about vampires and watching vampire films and just vampire content so I will be back very soon with a a vampire episode that completely missed Halloween (laughs) 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 Uh, thank you to everyone for listening and thank you again to Sarah for uh, for joining me and we'll be back well, we, I will be back with more episodes with no doubt some more of my regulars really soon. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Get it in, get it on, and enjoy the vlog. Welcome to Film Vloggers. Oh, harder, Daddy. The only film review podcast, thankfully, that poses the question... Does watching this film feel like flogging a dead horse? There he is, beating that dead horse! Introducing your hosts. First up, her Irish potty mouth turns the air a whole new shade of blue. It's Fiona. Say hello, Fiona. And why the f*** is Dan Mackers doing our intro? I'm what we called! That's great. That's great. She's adorable. And your second host needs no introduction. The man... The myth, the legend. Like, I said I'd do this. I said I'd do this for you. I'm not reading this. It's the guy who waffles too much. It's Ben. Cooey! I'm making waffles. So what are you waiting for? Grab your whip, mount your dead horse, and let's get on with the flog, shall we?